After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
in the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial and around the world on the web. JMTheAM.org. Matis Weingast, if you're out there, call in immediately. <laughs> I need to know how the uh, Nefesh Benefesh celebration went in Tel Aviv. Uh, I'll tell you. Matis is a smart man. Stays up half the night to watch the uh, feed from Israel via Nefesh Benefesh on their website. And uh, becomes very inspired. It makes it his day. It makes his week. Smart man. Uh, Tuesday on this July 14th, the 27th of Tammuz, Yossi Goldstein had the Hasidish medley. You heard A.K.A. Pella with Umacha, Ari Goldwag, Misha Anna, and Shari Shamayim. Uh, the cast... And, and Agil, he had three in there, Ari Goldwag. The cast of Hasidic uh, Treasures with Huel Okenu and Regesh, Modani opening things up. And uh, we say good morning. It's JM and the AM on this Tuesday, July the 14th, day 27 in the month of Tammuz. It's Major League All-Star Game Tuesday, huh? Boy, it's not like the old days. Not like the old days, now that I just stumbled upon this piece of information. The old days would have been on the calendar for a long, long time. <laughs> I don't know. Things are a little bit different these days, I guess. 74 degrees, 70% humidity, winds are calm, isolated thunderstorms, a high of 82. That's not going to prevent us from having a great time up at Camp Hask later today. Uh, tomorrow's program will be our visit our Tuesday visit to Camp has scattered thunderstorms tonight, a low 75. Afternoon thunderstorms for tomorrow, a high temperature, 82 degrees. Yushalayim is at 85. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Missora have 64 degrees. They're going up to 80 later on. We are at the 74 here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast at JMM. By the way, uh, speaking of Matis and our conversation yesterday, Regarding uh, Nefesh Benefesh and the uh, 225 Olim uh, that went to Israel. So the, the, the question was, because there was an Ole yesterday on the plane of four months old, and I was sure that the record, the Nefesh Benefesh record we're talking about, not in general the Jewish people's record, the Nefesh Benefesh record for youngest Ole. I was under the impression that it was a baby of a few weeks old. Apparently, according to Tani Kramer, who handles all this stuff for Nefesh Benefesh and uh, takes care of the uh, marketing and publicity in that whole department, apparently two months, he believes that the youngest Ole was two months old when um, moving to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. So, so yesterday was not a record, but um, it was certainly very, very significant in that a four-month-old was heading to Israel. At the same time, by the way, 
Not only was a four-month-old heading to Israel, there was a 90-year-old on the plane heading to Israel. And I checked with the, I checked with Chief of Staff Yigal Siegel later on because I I had mentioned on the air that uh, that my sister-in-law Rifki's grandparents moved to Israel, and I thought that they were the oldest people that had ever moved with Nefesh Benefesh to Israel. Um, but he told me yesterday that supposedly there was an older Ole than they were, but they were the oldest couple ever, 95 years old and 93 years old. So, pretty amazing. A Boeing 777 chartered by Nefesh Benefesh arrived at Ben Gurion Airport with Olim from 14 U.S. states, D.C., and four Canadian provinces. The flight, in cooperation with Israel's Ministry of Aliyah and Immigrant Absorption, the Jewish Agency, Karen Kayemet, and JNF. On board with 32 families, 95 children, 53 singles, 12 heading to the IDF, 46 Olim heading to Israel's periphery. It's the first of two charters for this summer, along with six Group Aliyah flights and Olim who arrive independently on a daily basis, bringing over 2,000 Olim making Aliyah this summer. Estimated 4,000 newcomers from North America for 2015 since 2002. Nefesh Benefesh responsible for, from the United States, Canada, and England, you ready for this? 45,000 Olim. Wow. Uh, Natan Sharansky was there, chairman of the executive of the Jewish Agency. JNF co-chair uh, Eli Aflalo was there. Um, Israel's minister for senior citizens, member of Knesset Gila Gamliel. Ron Prostor, permanent representative of Israel to the United Nations. Orly Zuckerman, Jewish Agency for Israel, director of absorption. Of course, Rabbi Yoshua Fass and Tony Gelbart, the uh, co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh. It was. Uh, it looks like it was great. Now I'm waiting for Matis. I guess when he uh, when he hears my plea on the air at some point this morning, he'll call in. He'll let us know what it was like to watch the entire ceremony uh, during the night. But already someone commented on uh, <laughs> someone commented on the Nachum Siegel Network app. Nachum, if you were watching this live feed, as you will be part of it soon, we're going in August, you know, as observers of the whole thing, as we've mentioned. You'd be even more inspired to consider Aliyah as you have in the past. Oh, boy. That doesn't make me feel guilty. I don't know what does. Anyway, so Mazal Tov. By the way, the 225 Olim, they are exempt from listening to JMNAM today. They have a bunch of stuff to do. If they don't get a chance to tune into their uh, computer or the JM and the AM uh, uh, program on the NSN app or anything like that, they are excused. It's official. By the way, we're heading up to Camp Hask later, and Lobo tells me that Maishi Rosenwasser is anxiously awaiting our arrival. A Wednesday morning's program will be from Camp Hask. So we're looking forward to that. And the Maishi Rosenwasser, we hope to see you later on today. I remind you that the Iran rally in Times Square is Wednesday, one week from tomorrow. One week from tomorrow. And if you're following the news, oh, there's a lot of news out there, that's for sure. Prime Minister Netanyahu has made the news. 
The Iran nuclear accord hammered out in Vienna between the world powers and Tehran is a historic mistake for the world, Prime Minister Netanyahu said today. His comments came at the start of a meeting with the visiting Dutch foreign minister. Netanyahu said that he would relate to the details of the accord at a latter time, said that it's the result of wanting to reach an agreement at, quote, any price. The prime minister said that the powers negotiating with Iran, U.S., Russia, China, France, Britain, Germany, made far-reaching concessions on the areas meant to prevent Iran from ever being able to obtain nuclear arms. In addition, he said Iran will receive hundreds of billions of dollars with which it will be able to fuel its terrorist activities and aggression in the region and around the world. He said it's impossible to prevent an agreement when the negotiators are willing to make more and more concessions to those who chant death to America even during the negotiations. Netanyahu said that because the government knew the desire to reach an agreement was greater than anything else and never committed itself to prevent the accord, we did commit ourselves to preventing Iran from arming with nuclear weapons, and in my eyes, that commitment still stands. The Prime Minister coming under withering criticism from the opposition what is being termed a colossal failure on his part to stop the agreement called for Israel's political leaders to put party politics aside and unite around the most fateful issue for Israel's future and security. So, yes, there is a deal. If you're just waking up, if you're just uh, clearing your eyes and getting out of bed, uh, there is now uh, an official deal, at least according to the majority of news sources out there. In fact, the New York Times proclaims Iran nuclear deal is reached after long negotiations. The first paragraph reads, Iran and a group of six nations led by the U.S. have agreed to a historic accord to significantly limit Tehran's nuclear ability for more than a decade in return for lifting international oil and financial sanctions against Iran. A senior Western diplomat involved in the negotiations said on Tuesday, the deal which President Obama had long sought as the biggest diplomatic achievement of his presidency culminates 20 months of negotiations. A formal announcement is expected later Tuesday when foreign ministers from Iran and the six nations it's been negotiating with will meet at a U.N. complex in Vienna. Catherine Ray, spokeswoman for the European Union, said a final plenary, plenary meeting of the six nations, Britain, China, France, Germany, Russia, and the U.S., would take place at 10.30 in the morning in Vienna, followed by a news conference, but she provided no further details. So there you go. There is a deal. Let this uh, July 14th go down in history as the uh, date of the historic deal, as the New York Times calls it, with Iran and the six nations they negotiated with. 14 minutes before 7 o'clock. It's a JM in the AM three weeks format Tuesday. I thank you for tuning in. We'll be at Camp Hask later. Tomorrow's program will emanate from the grounds of Camp Hask, an annual visit, which is always inspiring and always uh, wonderful. We'll have that tomorrow morning for you between 6 and 9 right here at JM in the AM. Yeah.
Nine and 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 nine and
Oh, 
From the Vocalish Acapella CD, that's Mim Komcha. Kolish had Vahair and Hodual Eretz. You heard Yossi Goldstein's medley from Ribona Shalola. Tuesday morning, 7 o'clock in the morning here in the East, and it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Later today from, uh, well, actually later today we'll be up at Camp Hask, and uh, you'll hear the whole visit tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 right here at JM and the AM, so make sure to be tuned in for that tomorrow morning. Any special messages you have for Camp Hask, get them to us before noon today via any of our email addresses. Use the word Hask in the subject line. I know that Maishi Rosenwasser is very anxious for us to get to camp already, so we'll send best regards to him, that's for sure. Anybody else you'd like best regards to, let us know ASAP via email. Tickets later on to the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones as we have Jewish Heritage Day coming up August 2nd. And the Mazal Tov to all the Olim who made it to Israel with that incredible Nefesh Benefesh July chartered flight which landed there earlier. Why does it sound like there's two different feeds in the background? Am I right or wrong? Doesn't sound like they're going to the regular newscast in Israel. I guess this is what happens when a deal is signed or reached after long negotiations with Iran. I assume they're in the middle of a discussion about that. According to the New York Times, Iran and a group of six nations led by the U.S., have agreed to a historic accord to significantly limit Tehran's nuclear ability for more than a decade in return for lifting international oil and financial sanctions against Iran. This according to a senior Western diplomat involved in negotiations on Tuesday. Iran nuclear deal is reached after long negotiations, reads the headline on the uh, New York Times website. The deal, which President Obama had long sought as his uh, biggest diplomatic achievement, culminates 20 months of negotiations. A formal announcement of the agreement is expected later today when foreign ministers from Iran and the six nations it's been negotiating with will meet at the U.N. complex in Vienna. Uh, Britain, China, France, Germany, Russia, and the U.S., those are the countries that negotiated this deal with Iran. The last uh, final plenary meeting of the six nations will take place, or did take place, 10.30 this morning in Vienna, and they, we are expecting a news conference at some point. Diplomats declined to provide details until Secretary of State Kerry and his Iranian counterpart, Mohammad Javad Zarif, speak at that event. Obama is expected to make a public statement in Washington, beginning a long process to sell the deal to Congress and the American public. But the Western diplomat who spoke in the condition of anonymity because he was discussing confidential talks signaled that all of the main outstanding issues had been resolved including the thorny question of how many years an embargo on conventional arms shipments into and out of Iran would remain in place. The agreement and its annexes run more than 80 pages, outlining in painstaking detail how much nuclear fuel Iran can keep in the country for the next 15 years, what kind of research and development it can perform on centrifuges and other nuclear equipment, and the redesign of both a nuclear reactor and a deep underground enrichment site that Israeli and American officials feared could be invulnerable to bombing. To strike the deal, Kerry and the other negotiators had to accept 
and understanding that essentially left in place most of Iran's infrastructure at the country's main nuclear sites, though much of it would be disassembled and put in storage. Iran is likely to cite that fact as evidence that it never gave in to the West demands that it dismantle its critical facilities. So there you have it. Um, yeah, now the battle in Congress will certainly be interesting, or the battle in Washington, if in fact it will be a battle. Many feel that uh, President Obama has the leverage to uh, to take care of congressional uh, congressional skepticism over this deal. We'll see what happens. Iran nuclear deal is reached after long negotiations. Four minutes, that's the New York Times headline. Four minutes after uh, 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's Tuesday here at JM in the AM. 74 degrees, isolated thunderstorms, a high temperature of 82. Yerushalayim is at uh, 85 degrees up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Masora who are getting ready for visiting day this Sunday, as so many camps are, they're at 64, heading up to 80 later on. And um, nothing will put a damper on our visit to Camp Hask, I can tell you that much. Nothing will put a damper on it. We will uh, be at Hask later today for our annual visit, which we really love. And um, so we'll be there later today. And uh, tomorrow morning between 6 and 9, you'll actually hear that broadcast. You'll actually hear that uh, show that we do at Hask today, tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM.
There we go. That was a, a jam in the AM debut. Uh, Ophi Nat just released a, a brand new acapella single. That was a song you just heard. Uh, it's called Shima Bikoli. Brand new single from Ophi Nat, acapella style, literally released in the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so. And it's a free download, by the way. If you go to the Mostly Music website, I believe Yossi Zweig has a link on jewishinsights.com. If you go to any of those websites, you'll see the link and you can probably just search Ofinat Acapella and get it as well. Yeshiva Boys had Hayom, Avrami Flam with Hatich Yena off of Songs of the Three Weeks. Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM with 74 degrees, isolated thunderstorms, a high temperature of 82. Good morning, everybody. Heading up to Camp Hask later today. Wednesday's show will be from there. As we just posted on social media, there are many news outlets that are proclaiming the Iran nuclear deal has been reached after long negotiations. Uh, supposedly, press conferences and no doubt celebrations are coming up. So we'll see what happens over the next few hours and the next few days in the wake of all this. We'll see what congressional reaction is going to be. And remember, we have a role to play here. No matter what your opinion is, you have a right and many might say an obligation to contact your uh, congressman, your senator, and uh, express your uh, opinion regarding this uh, impending deal. So don't forget to um, don't forget to do that, please. Don't forget to do it. J.M. in the A.M. We head to Camp Hask later. Tomorrow's show will actually uh, emanate from Hask. Uh, that, that's going to happen uh, tomorrow morning between um, 6 and 9 a.m. Any special messages you have for our friends at Camp Hask, just send us an email with a uh, with a subject line that includes Hask. And we'll try to include it in tomorrow's show, which we're going to be pre-recording later today. The Iran rally, by the way, the Stop Iran rally is the 22nd. It happens on the 22nd of July. That's a week from tomorrow in New York City's Times Square. Uh, so you're all invited to be part of the rally. In fact, you're encouraged to be part of the rally. The rally is uh, more necessary than ever 
some people expressed yesterday how now that there's a deal, why a rally? Well, as we know, now that there's a deal, it really turns into the 11th hour. And we know the type of uh, pressure that's necessary in Washington at this point to get the uh, point across about this deal with Iran. So on Wednesday, July 22nd, beginning at 5.30, Times Square, New York City, join uh, David Brog of Kufi, Alan Dershowitz, Steve Emerson, Frank Gaffney, Kasim Hafiz, Tony Lobianco, Rob Morgenthau, or I should say Bob Morgenthau, Alan West, James Woolsey, and many, many others, with many, many organizations sponsoring the event. And be there, July 22nd, Times Square, a week from tomorrow, 42nd and 7th, beginning at 5.30 p.m. Please do your best to be there. We are planning on being there, and uh, we certainly hope you'll be there. Want to wish good luck to uh, Mrs. Lichtenstein, who was here last week, and everybody at Project Witness. They have the world premiere of Once Upon a Family, the saga of Polish jury, happening tonight at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Information about last-minute tickets, projectwitness.org, projectwitness.org. Uh, Rabbi Hanoch Teller, who um, was in our studio a few days ago, and I saw him again this past Thursday. We sort of had lunch together last Thursday. <laughs> uh, Rabbi Hanoch Teller, t- tonight at the home of Dr. Krupka in Far Rockaway that starts at 745. Keep that in mind and enjoy. The OU Job Board presents networking for accountants, an opportunity to meet professional leaders in the industry tonight starting at 6 p.m. at 11 Broadway in Manhattan. If you're in the accounting field, here's your chance. The OU Networking uh, for Accountants, part of the OU Job Board, that happens at 11 Broadway tonight beginning at 6.30. So check that out. What else is going on? Told you about the rally for next week, of course. Uh, there's plenty to discuss regarding Tishabov. In fact, when we're back here on Thursday, uh, Rabbi Weil from the OU is scheduled to be here, and we'll talk about the OU webcast, the annual historic webcast, which again is going to happen this Tishabov on that Sunday of the, uh, what would Sunday be? Sunday would be the 26th, right? Sunday the 26th of July. Um... So we'll uh, go ahead and uh, speak with him about that later in the week. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's JM in the AM. Hope you're doing fine and dandy. Thanks to those of you tuned in around the world at the NSN app, the Nahum Siegel Network app. On the app, someone just commented, wow, not sure when you went back to reading news in English, but it's about time. <laughs> also, I enjoy your show all the way from Borough Park to Lakewood gets cut off about Exit 102. Exit 102 is pretty good. That's pretty good. And thank you for listening. And don't forget the NSN app gives you a chance to listen in your car very, very easily. Uh, yeah, we, we rarely do the uh, top of the hour news in English anymore. We did it today because it was, it, it sounded like they were in discussion on the Israeli news station about the uh, deal with Iran. They weren't doing headlines. And this uh, issue of what to do with the language for our newscast has been a major issue and uh, one that I think is going to continue the way it is right now. And, We'll see what we could do in terms of English speaking. I do want to remind everybody that at, uh, that uh, during JM Sunday, when Matis presents uh, JM Sunday every Sunday morning between 7 and 9, 
his newscast that he has with a newscaster from Israel is done in English. So keep that in mind. It's usually a very good daily and in some ways a weekly update of the news as well. You'll hear it on jmnam.org and the NSN app. Wrap up this half hour with AKA Pella. It's JM in the AM. That's Hema, done by A.K.A. Pella. Three weeks format here at JMAM. Some have asked about, uh, well, the nine days, of course, are by Beryl Wines. The lectures will be a good part of our programming. That will begin next week for us. We're not going to do any, I don't think we're going to do any this Friday on Rosh Chodesh. I think we'll continue our uh, a cappella format uh, through Erev Shabbos um, uh, coming up uh, later on this week. Uh, but also on Monday, when we get into our, uh, our lectures where I borrow wine, we are going to present uh, my father's um, a eulogy, a tribute really, to the Lubavitcher Rebbe that was delivered 21 years ago during the Shloshim observance 
of the Lubavitcher Rebbe's passing. Many people request it. Many people want others to hear it. So you have your chance. Bezrat Hashem, please God, this coming Monday, uh, 8 a.m., or in that area, uh, here at JM in the AM. All right, so keep that in mind, and I thank those who have flattered us by uh, requesting it, uh, especially for this uh, period of uh, the year, for this time of year. Uh, it's much appreciated. 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masar of Zeb and Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on the three weeks. We learn in Yerushalmi, any generation that is not successful in building the Beis in its days, it is considered as though that generation has taken part in the destruction of the Beis This Svasemis comments that this Chazal is surprising. We've had many generations of Tzadikim and Kedoshim when the Beis was not built in their days. Could we possibly say on those generations that they destroyed the Beis HaMikdosh? The Svasemis explains that each generation has certain pu'ulas to accomplish, specific avodas HaKodesh, which is cumulative towards the end result of bringing the Geula, the redemption. One could not realistically imagine that there is such a great generation in whose sole merit the redemption will be brought. Rather, every generation has its responsibility to add yet another brick to the edifice in Shemayim, representing the structure of the Beis HaMikdosh. The building continues throughout all the days of the Golos, like we say in Bercha Samazon, Boine Yerushalayim, it's an ongoing activity. Therefore, the intent of this Chazal is that if there was no construction that took place in a specific generation, meaning that nothing specifically was done for the sake of the future Beis HaMikdosh, then the Geula is yet delayed, and that generation is in effect contributing to the Chorban, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdosh. In our generation, we have to understand that we too, are responsible to make our contribution towards the future binyan of the Beis HaMikdosh. We have to do what's necessary. Certainly, Avas Yisrael, increasing the love that we have for each other, is an important step to take. There was a tailor once commissioned to stitch a set of identical suits for two brothers. Dressed in their new suits, the children went out and passed under a ledge where a number of cans of paint were set up. One of the cans of paint suddenly tipped over, completely coating one of the boy's new suit. It ruined it completely. His brother, however, got away with just a few splatters of paint on his suit. They quickly ran home. Understandably, the one who was totally covered with paint was very distressed. He cried bitterly. The other brother, however, was happy that his suit had been barely damaged. The father, seeing the boy's anguish, immediately called the tailor to fashion a new set of clothes for his son. The other son's suit was spot-cleaned. The Ben Ishchai explains that Ben Yisrael could not be redeemed from Mitzrayim until they totally despaired of ever achieving any level of importance within the society of Mitzrayim.
Once they had sunk to the lowest depths of spiritual pain and suffering, Hashem could no longer withhold their redemption. Just as the young boy's misfortune, the pain and the tears which he had, ultimately resulted in another set of new clothes. Says the Ben Ishchai, so too our future redemption can only be brought about with our sincere tears of distress and anguish. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Schon zwei tausend Jahre gewacht, Gules mitgemacht. Wie lang kennen wir du so salten? Oi, wie lang misgedauern die Nacht? Oi, der Nächte scheuen dem Tuch wie Bring us not begin geschwind. Du siehst peisig Nacht in Zeret Vierer. Hin, du siehst, wo's mir beten Zeigen bin ich 
Tu me 
It's Leif Tahar with La Coles Manva Ace. Three weeks format Tuesday at JM and the AM. Mendy Werdiger before that with Kariv Yom. Twelve minutes before eight o'clock. Good morning. It's Tuesday. There's a deal. The New York Times headline, Iran nuclear deal is reached after long negotiations. The Prime Minister of Israel is warning that the deal is, in fact, not a good one. Um... The President of the United States, according to what we've seen on the Jerusalem Post website, said today that the agreement signed between Iran and world powers, quote, cuts off all pathways to nuclear weapons. Speaking at the White House hours after the deal was culminated, the United States President hailed it as an example of U.S. leadership. Today, after two years of negotiation, the U.S., together with the international community, has achieved something that decades of animosity has not a comprehensive long-term deal with Iran that will prevent it from obtaining a nuclear weapon. Because we negotiated from a position of strength and principle, we have stopped the spread of nuclear weapons in the Middle East, the president said. The president continued, the international community will be able to verify Iran, will be able to verify Iran will not be able to develop nuclear weapons. The president said the deal is effective since it requires Iran to take steps to curb its nuclear program before economic sanctions are lifted. The agreement meets every single one of the bottom lines established in the interim deal struck earlier this year, Obama said. The president said that the agreement compels Iran to eliminate most of its enriched uranium, leaving it with just a fraction of the raw materials needed to produce a bomb. Obama said the deal calls for limitations on Iranian stockpiles of uranium and plutonium. It also bans the Islamic Republic, from constructing more heavy water reactors. The president said that the agreement stipulates reinforced sanctions in the event that Iran violates terms of the deal. Addressing the concerns of the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, that the deal is bad for Israel, Obama vowed to continue to strengthen Israel's security. So that's the latest. You could add the reaction of President Obama now to the list of the latest news items regarding the deal with Iran. CNN also celebrates the deal with an unbelievable headline at CNN.com. Unbelievable meaning how large it is. At last, an Iran deal. Those are the five words that are uh, emblazoned across the top of CNN.com. And um, now, of course, we'll see how Congress and the American people in general react to this deal should be very, very interesting. JM and the AM later today. We head up to Camp Hask. We'll be doing tomorrow's radio show from Hask. If you want to get us a special message or email um, before we start the show, which we'll record uh, probably around 1 o'clock today, uh, then simply send it with a subject line, Hask, to any of our email addresses. A special good morning to Maishi Rosenwasser, according to Lobo. He is very anxious to uh, see us up there at Camp Hask. So we look forward to seeing him a little later on. And Mazal Tov to all the Olim. Maybe Matis will join us later on if he has a chance to call in. I'm sure he was watching as the 
video feed from Israel showed everybody the big celebration of the 225 Olim, ranging in age from four months to 90 years, who arrived in Israel earlier today. A reminder, the Iran rally, the Iran rally is uh, a week from tomorrow, Wednesday, the 22nd of July, rally against the uh, the deal and to stop Iran on 42nd Street, Times Square, New York City, 5.30 p.m. on the 22nd of July. <laughs> Come on. 
JM in the AM, Tuesday morning, and we're dedicating that Maccabee selection, Marabu, to the incredibly hardworking waiter's staff up at Camp Misora. I am told by a couple of my uh, confidants up in um, Guilford, New York, that this waitering staff is among the hardest-working groups of youngsters in camping history, so I am told. So a big shout-out, a good morning, and uh, wishing a very good, peaceful day to the uh, waiters up at uh, Camp Missouri who are waking up to JM in the AM as we speak. 74 degrees, isolated thunderstorms up in Guilford, going up to 80 degrees, maybe a thunderstorm later. We're at 74 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JMM. Speaking of camps, a lot of visiting days this coming Sunday. Looking forward to being up there in Camp Missouri this coming Sunday, please God. Uh, we'll have tickets to the Cyclones Jewish Heritage Day coming up later on. The Iran deal is set. Um, more and more news stories continue to come out on the Iran nuclear deal having been reached after long negotiations. Many websites heralding its triumph, others questioning its details. Uh, by the way, uh, J Street, J Street, according to the uh, Jerusalem Post, J Street has hailed the Iranian nuclear deal. And apparently, according to this article that's printed, uh, or I should say that's been, uh, uh, that's been uploaded and uh, distributed by the Jerusalem Post, it hasn't been printed yet, that I can guarantee you. Uh, the Jewish lobby, J Street, praised the agreement struck between the major world powers and Iran over the nuclear program. The lobby released a statement hailing the agreement as, quote, meeting the critical criteria for a deal that verifiably blocks each of Iran's pathways to a nuclear weapon. We congratulate President Obama, Secretary Kerry, other members of the P5 plus one for having the resolve, determination, patience, and persistence to bring such a difficult negotiation to a successful conclusion. None of that surprises me in terms of the J Street reaction. But listen to this. The group warned Congress not to reject the agreement for fear of the, quote, likely consequences, a collapse of diplomacy and international sanctions as Iran pushes forward with a nuclear program unimpeded. Following our own review of the agreement, we expect to call on Congress to support the deal as the best, if not only means of ensuring that Iran does not develop nuclear weapons. So they are warning Congress... Uh, that they, uh, that the Congress better, uh, agree with their position on all this. It'll be interesting to see what happens now. Uh, the president does have a tremendous amount of leverage in Washington, that's for sure. It'll be very interesting to see what the reaction is going to be, especially as the press continues to hail this as an unbelievable deal. This is not just being hailed because there's finally a deal. A lot of news sources are hailing it as an unbelievable deal. And that certainly could sway a lot of people who are on the fence, I can tell you that much. The Iran rally, by the way, the Stop Iran rally is a week from tomorrow, 22nd of July, Times Square, New York City. Please make sure to be there. Later today, we'll be up at um, Camp Hask. We'll record tomorrow's show from Hask. I'm told by Lobo that Maishi Rosenwasser is very much... Uh, anticipating our visit, as are the other Hass campers as well. So we can't wait to get up there, and we'll record tomorrow's show from Camp Hass. Later on in the week, obviously, we'll spend more time on the Iran deal. Uh, Malcolm Holmline will join us Friday. 
We'll have an opportunity to really get into the discussion about the deal that has been struck and is now being celebrated. 8 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 and the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sony and Robert Gold Studios. Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web. jmtheam.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, oh, oh. 
called Rananu from A.K.A. Pella. J.M. in the A.M. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about the Iran deal that the world seems to be uh, celebrating, or at least many media sources are. Uh, also, as... Um, as we now start to digest this news and uh, we start to wonder how prominent, if at all prominent, a role Congress will play in terms of opposing this deal, we have no idea um, what most members of Congress or you know how they're going to react. I mean, we have a clue on some of them, obviously, but many of them we don't know. Uh, but the question is, how will congressional leadership line up on this issue? Can we depend on those who claim and proclaim that they, in fact, are defenders of democracy and, and care a lot about the future of the United States and care a lot about the future of Israel. Can we depend on those leaders, especially the ones in our area, to come out and uh, and make statements that might ruffle the president's feathers? That's the question. And we'll see if, in fact, senatorial and uh, leadership and leadership in the House, especially from this area, which is such a key area when it comes to this because there's so many people in this area that are uh, wary of the deal with Iran. Uh, we'll see if uh, congressional leadership uh, from the New York, New Jersey area is going to uh, step forward <coughs> step forward, and risk ruffling the president's feathers a bit and come out against the deal. See what happens. JM and the AM, we're at Hask later today. Uh, our annual visit, that program will be on tomorrow. A pre-recorded show that we'll do this afternoon from Camp Hask. I've asked Yankee Meyer to join me. Yankee and I have been trying to reach each other for about the last month. <laughs> In this era of great technology, you'd think we'd be better at it than that. Um, uh, oh, because about a month ago, I first had my thoughts of getting him on the air to talk about summer safety and uh, different uh, reminders that Miss Oskim gives us on an annual basis, but whatever, didn't work out. We finally connected yesterday and decided to do a few minutes on the air this morning as we talk about his amazing organization and some of the things you need to know during this summer. Yankee Meyer, Miss Oskim, well, <clears throat> welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nochum. Great always talking to you. Uh, a lot of people asked us about that summer safety booklet that we usually give out before the summer, right. and we opted for this year. We're probably going to do it sometime in the beginning of the school year Ooh. instead. Try to do a change with other, other issues and other topics that we should be addressing, so we hope to do it then. And the one that you put out last year is certainly good enough for this summer. So That's if, correct. If people have it, they should uh, certainly use it. Um, well, I always hesitate to ask you this question halfway through the first month of the summer, but how has the summer been so far, Yankee Meyer? Summer's been hectic for all of us. Uh, you know, just this past Sunday night, there was this horrific accident on the, the New York 17 at 11.30, 11.45 at night, heading down after a visiting day up in the Catskills, where this couple was involved in a horrific accident. Uh, we were out there on the scene that night for quite a while. Uh, luckily, Baruch Hashem, they're alive, although they, they need surgery, they need a full shalema. But uh, this just shows you how dangerous the roads are. 
Uh, from what I'm being told, I think they were standing both outside of the vehicle on the 17. I was pulled over on the shoulder when they were struck. Wow. And this just shows you that it's, it's a mokum sakona when you drive on these roads. Uh, some of the state police that I've been in contact with over the last couple of weeks have mentioned to me that there's been quite a few accidents up in the country, and quite a few of them have been related to texting, people texting while they were, on the, while they were driving. Uh, these roads, you're not supposed to be texting when you're in the city, and let alone on the country roads where they're not straight, they're hilly, you're not used to driving them. Where you're inch, inches away from a cliff in many times? That's correct, and you're inches away from a head-on collision as well on the other side. Right. Uh, put your phone away. Uh, there was one guy that was involved in a horrific accident where they found his laptop computer open, and he was in the middle of sending a message in his car. You can't play with this stuff. Wow, 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 wow. So it's it's a, been a, hectic, but a, then by us it's been hectic, unfortunately, every day of the year. This was an unprecedented year of what we had to deal with. Uh, case-wise, uh, it's just been it's just been day after day, uh, one sort of bigger than the next. Okay, go back for a minute to this whole issue of driving in the Catskills. You're in touch with so many uh, people, so many officers who uh, work for New York State Troopers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Highway Patrol, etc. Um, is there a uh, how do I put this? Is there an epidemic? Of speeding up in that region, or because I know that you know, y- years ago people would uh, would drive and uh, you know with reckless abandon very often. Unfortunately, has that been curbed at all? Is, are, are things have things slowed down? Are people safer up there or not? I, I would I would tend to say yes. There's been a much a much more of an awareness made to the safe driving and you know, all. Uh, to stopping, you know, teenagers from driving as much as possible. Either the camps don't let it. There's a lot that has been curbed. There's a lot of education, a lot of awareness that's been done out there. And then, you know, there's been the, the arm of the law that's been stretched out by giving summonses. Right. Uh, you know, you go through today a construction site. It says 45 miles per hour. So what's the common mistake everybody says? That, that it's only valid when you're driving through, you know, when they're doing construction. Right. That's trap number one on the New York 17 because it's 24 hours a day, whether they're working or whether they're not. So if when you see that sign, uh, you know, 45 miles an hour, and you're driving down to the city, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you can rest assured there's going to be a state trooper hiding somewhere to catch you. Yeah. And more and more people are getting caught. Uh, a friend of mine's nephew was, was, was caught this week Sunday speeding. That's what he pulled him over for. And when he was finished with him, he wrote him six summonses. Oh boy! So they, they, they've been out there. They've been out there as a joint venture. They, you know, we always know they come with the cell. The weekends that they crack down on cell phones, week down, weekends that they crack down on on, on seat belts, week down, weekends that they crack down on, on speeding. Uh, they've been out there. They've been enforcing it vig- vigorously. Uh, and, 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 and has it gotten better? Yes, I would say it's gotten better. Don't forget, Nachum, they upped the speed limit to 65. Right. The old days, it used to be 55. Right. Yankee Myers with us, Miss Askin. We talk about, we, you alluded to what goes on on Sunday night. Obviously, a lot of traffic back from the Catskills. Uh, what about Friday? Uh, sunsets around 8.30. How late are people leaving the city to get up to the Catskill region for Shabbos? I'm being told that this week was a disaster. Uh, for some reason, the construction that was supposed to be wrapped up, I hear, was not wrapped up. And there were people from Muncie that I know took four hours to get to the country. Wow. 
from Muncie. I know people, uh, one of my workers left the city at 1.30. He pulled into South Wolfsburg. Uh, it was almost 7 o'clock. So you don't recommend leaving Brooklyn at 6 p.m. on Friday? No, absolutely not. You probably, it's how the law, you're probably not allowed to do it. Right, that's true. Unless you have where to stay along the way. Right. Has that happened yet? Have you heard of communities that have to open up their homes this I, summer? I didn't hear about it yet this summer, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it didn't. Yeah, happen. I'm sorry for laughing, but it is, it, 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 there is something, uh, funny about it that, uh, that literally people call from the road and say, hey, it's 15 minutes till Shabbos. You know, what's my closest Jewish community that I can go to? And, and you know, and uh, and uh, get and and get a night's sleep at someone's house. All right, uh, Miss Askim has announced their annual raffle campaign. You have a chance to win a Safer Torah, a minivan, or twenty thousand dollars in cash. You have always told us this is one of your most important fundraisers of the year. That's correct. And this keeps everybody at Miss Askim uh, very busy with all the different things you're doing. It's not just uh, preparing and carrying out uh, what's necessary for a shiva, which, of course, you're doing for hundreds, if not thousands of families already at this point. Uh, but in addition to that, it's all the different things you're called upon by the community uh, at a moment's notice. It could be somebody whose uh, license was suspended and is sa- sitting behind bars. And you have to act immediately to try to get them, uh, you know, try to get them back home. Or it could be, uh, uh one of these accidents or a, uh, a, a negotiation that has to go on with a medical examiner. I mean, the list goes on and on. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take no from you and me spoke back in the winter. It wasn't the winter anymore. The end of the winter when this tragic fire took place of the Sassoon family. Right. And, and, and this is where we managed to bring everything together of all the koiches we put in to keep in touch with all the various city, state, and federal agencies on a daily basis. That by the time Shabbos was over, uh, you know, with that terrible fire that took taken place and seven children lost their lives, everything mm-hmm. was in place that at least the legal system that had to be dealt with uh, was able to be done in a way which would minimize any more pain to the Sassoon family. Right. And, and, and you know, to, to, to show me another place in the country where where you have, uh, you know, the medical examiner should open up an office for us at 3.30 in the morning uh, that they wanted, they had the interest to make sure that we could make the earliest flight out with these Aroinus territories. So, uh, so much so that they even sent in a, a technician, a computer technician, should the computers go down. Mm. Uh, he should be able to to get them up and running as quickly as possible. This comes from us dealing with them throughout the year. You know, there's two, there was two big things that we, the organization, managed to accomplish over the year, and and one of them, which was, you know, there's a law in in New York that states that if a body is not claimed within 48 hours from when one passes away. By law, the medical examiner has to give it over to uh, embalming school, which, you know, they teach people how to become funeral directors, or to a medical institution that requests it. And they were sued by uh, one of the medical schools for not turning over, one of the funeral home schools for not turning over the bodies quick enough. Wow. And we went to task with it, and i got to give Senator Felder a lot of credit for this, and together with Assemblyman Samanowitz from Queens, uh, they managed to introduce a bill to undo this. And before they finished for the summer, the Senate passed it. Uh, the New York Senate passed it that they're not going to have to have now uh, somebody sign off. A family member has to sign off before a body goes mm. 
to any any medical institution or any any school uh, for any sort of uh, learning or whatever else they want to use these bodies for. A very positive arrangement for our community. Uh, it, it's not only for, for our community. You know, our argument that we gave them this has nothing to do with religion. This has to do with decency. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people from third world countries that are here. They work hard to make a living. They're sending money back to the family. And accidents happen. Somebody passes away. It could take months till the family knows even that the person died. Right. So does that mean that person is not entitled to a normal burial, his body, you know, being buried normally? Or does that mean that person has to go to medical school and get diced up and then and then get come to burial? Right. So this is going to put a stop to it, and unless there's a signature from a family member or he left a will that that's what the person wanted, you won't be able to do it anymore. And there was a lot of haggling, a lot of back and forth. We had to go through all the opposition that came up on it, and now we're just waiting for the assembly to pass it. And as soon as that's passed, we hope that it'll become law. Uh, that took a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of meetings. And, and, and Simcha Felder was the one who, who spearheaded the whole thing for us. And we were really publicly want to thank him. The medical examiners thank him. You know, that was just that was just one thing. You know, last week we had this big meeting that took place where we introduced. There's a new director for the FBI here in New York, uh, Mr. Diego Rodriguez. Uh, he came here in December. The man has, I think, between eleven or twelve hundred agents under him. He covers from here all the way up past Newburgh, New York, past Livingston Manor in Sullivan County. Very, very big area that's his. And we decided we wanted to introduce him, show him the other side of the Jewish community, the main side of the Jewish community, that you know something. The only time they get to see us is when they're in the neighborhood making arrests. <laughs> and it was, we said it was time to let's show them what, what the community is all about. And and I could say that the Kiddush Hashem that came out of this last week when we did this on Tuesday was unreal. Uh, one by one, we, we brought them together with numerous law enforcement agencies from all over the city, from all over the state. And and uh, one by one, they got up to say, I'll tell you this much, uh, the deputy superintendent from the Port Authority Police Department, Mr. Ed Setnar, at the time of the Sima Shas, he was a lieutenant colonel in the New Jersey State Police. He was in charge of securing MetLife Stadium for the Sima Shas. 2,500 members of law enforcement. It was their dry run for the Super Bowl. It was their, their big test that they had in MetLife Stadium. And we dealt with them literally from the morning till at night, uh, dealing this, this whatever it was entailed in, in this putting together this detail. He got up to say, he says, it's because of this event that I did with the New Jersey State Troopers and the sensitivity sensitivity training that my troopers got that the entire perspective of the Jewish community was changed wow. by the New Jersey State Police was thanks to this event and it was thanks to engaging the community and also this speaks volumes when you get a chief of the fire department Mr. Mr. Leonard Chief Leonard get up to say he says Erev Pesach we have a customer burning the bread uh, they used to walk out anywhere between 15 to 30 people landing up in burn centers mm. you know, from getting critically burned. So he told he got up there and told the director, he says, we engaged the community, we sat down with them, we helped them out, and look what came of it. The last bunch of years, it was down to zero. Wow. To, uh, to, which, to which Mr. Diego Rodriguez answered to us afterwards. He, he said to us that this was an eye-opener. He didn't know, you know, the level of volunteerism that's in the community, the level of cooperation with all these different agencies. 
and he even offered us to come in and engage the community in teaching them what the cyber crimes are, how easy it is, how easy it is today for them to detect and to follow you. And I'll tell you just a you know a little, a little story that that happened to us a couple of weeks ago. You know, when Detective Lou was the two police officers that were so brutally killed this year in December. So by Detective Lou's funeral, which was on a Sunday, it was right here outside of Bar Park. We managed to set up three coffee stations for the police officers and bathrooms with running water. Uh, my volunteers gave out that day about 5,500 cups of coffee. Hmm. And we were invited into one police plaza by the police commissioner to receive a recognition award. Uh, the organization got a recognition award for, for what was done. When we were finished, we were invited to come into the Joint Operations Center, known as the Jack in NYPD in One Police Plaza, a fascinating room. And I was there with uh, my partner in crime, a while, and they asked us who wants to give his plate number from his car. And Mayor offered to give his plate number of his car. And they punched it in, and right there on the big screen, they brought up when he went through the last time, the battery tunnel, when he was on the Verrazano Bridge, when wow. he passed this street corner, that's <laughs> everything with pictures. There he was. Oh, God. So, uh, the technology, where it has come to, and, and it, it's just unreal. Yeah, well, it's a little bit scary, but it is unreal, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Yankee Meyer is with us. Misaskin is, of course, the organization, and your outreach, uh, the, what you just described, your outreach to the uh, different... Uh, law enforcement officials, government officials, it is so much appreciated. It makes it so much easier for so many people in the community because of the work you're doing. Uh, let's talk for a moment about uh, how people could support the organization. This Ms. Askim uh, annual raffle comes to a close when? Comes to a close in Metzeshem this week or Shoydish. This is in on Friday? Hopefully. And um, it, literally, people could win, and you've described this in the past, a Safer Torah, a minivan, $20,000 in cash, or an Israel vacation. Oh, they got Excuse me, all they have to do is purchase their tickets. What do they do? Go to misaskim.org? Misaskim.org. And I, I'm not going to, if I could, I'd like to talk about that for one second. Please. There, there, there's, there's, this past year, Misaskim, uh, Misaskim, uh, serviced close to 2,300 bate available, uh, here within the tri-state area. Shiva houses. That's, that's Shiva houses. You're talking that's close to, uh, about 8,000 people that sat shiver this past year. And I'm, I'm going to tell it to you, most of the people that we service, we don't walk out with any donations from them. Right. Uh, we send them a letter afterwards, and even then, nothing comes in. This this operation, the costs of it are, are climbing from day to day. It's not only because of the shiver houses, it's everything else that we do, the assignment trips that we do a couple of times a year. You know, this past year, we, we gave out $19,000 in Hanukkah Geld for the assignment in our community, communities over here. They, 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 and there's so much more that we could do. And all, all we need is just the community to step up to the plate a little bit and help us out. We can't do it without the financial support. Everybody out there is asked to respond. Miss Oscom's work is noteworthy. It is legendary, and everybody out there has an opportunity to support it. This is the last week of the Miss Oscom five seven seven five raffle campaign. The winner will win a safer Torah or a minivan or twenty thousand dollars in cash or an Israel vacation. Purchase tickets online and support this amazing organization by going to misaskim.org. M I S A S K I M. Dot org. You want to give out a phone number if someone wants to purchase them over the phone? 
4548. All right. Yankee, good luck. We want to see your uh, organization continue to flourish. Ashikov, for all the work you're doing, of course, during the summer months and all year round. Thank you, Nochum. And everybody should ha- have a healthy and a safe summer. Amen to that. Afreilachin and a gazunten zimmer, everybody. Let's make it a safe summer. A lot of visiting days this Sunday, a lot of them, including hours up at Camp Masoro. Let's hope it's a a safe journey for everybody back and forth, and to be careful up there in the Catskill and Pocono regions. Uh, Miss Askim has a website where you could purchase tickets online for their raffle, MissAskim.org. They have a phone number, 718-854-4548, 718 More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. It's Ellie Gerstner and company. Uh, Matis Wine guesses. We will get to the Brooklyn Cyclones tickets. Don't worry. We're going to get to the tickets. <laughs> um, been reading a lot about the uh, deal with Iran. Boy, some media sources are really celebrating it. It's amazing to see how some people are reacting to it. Uh, Matis Weingast was up all night watching the um, ceremony and celebration from Israel as 225 Olim from the age of four months to 90 years old arrived with Nefesh Benefesh. Matis Weingast, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning, Nachum. Mor- I should get some sleep. It wasn't really all night. What time did it wrap up? 2.30. 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. And if you, were in, if you were watching by midnight, you were fine, right? It had, nothing had happened yet. Correct. Absolutely correct. The plane landed... At uh, twelve ten. Oh wow! And then uh, uh, actually got to see that a few minutes later. They put the feet up of the plane uh, taxiing to the runway. Did they have a lot of uh, footage from outside, or was mostly indoors of the ceremony? No, no. The first uh, almost, I think, the entire hour oh, wow. was uh, outside at the uh, tarmac where the passengers were uh, deplaning and. Uh, the crowd outside waiting for them when the buses arrived. Because that's the cool part. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. It, it's just uh, it's just amazing to to watch that. Uh, again, as I said yesterday, it's the best to be there. But I really encourage people to to go to uh, to the site. You can go in, and uh, I think it's nbn.org.il/live, and you will see the uh, the entire video that's up there now. So you can watch the whole thing right now whole thing right now. I'm even watching parts of it as we speak. Um, yesterday, you and I got into a discussion about the age of Olim. So according to Tani Kramer from Nefesh Benefesh, he seems to remember at least one two-month-old. Uh, okay. eight, eight weeks, which, uh, you know, again, I, I had thought that there was... Uh, that there was a baby of it uh, of around there. I don't know. I thought it was six to eight weeks. So that that would be the youngest Ole. Right. And um, then I checked with Egal Siegel, because I mentioned to you my sister-in-law Rifki's grandparents made Aliyah. They made Aliyah at the ages of, ready for this, yeah. 95 and 93. Wow. Now, but Yigal claims, Yigal claims that the oldest Aliyah couple, I guess he means in collective age. Right. But not, but he was not the oldest uh, Ole. That there was an even older Ole in the history of Nefesh Benefesh who moved to Israel with NBN. Could you imagine? Wow, I, amazing! <laughs> amazing. Now, last night there was, or this morning there was somebody who made Aliyah uh, in her nineties. Wow. Uh, I think ninety or ninety-two, and uh, she actually is the grandmother of a current Knesset member. Wow! So her granddaughter welcomed her. And uh, spoke also, I don't uh, remember who it is, I don't have the name uh, handy, but spoke and uh, welcomed her and gave her her official, um, uh, the, the, uh, her document, and uh, it was, it was you know, amazing to see. That is unbelievable. It's funny because there's a female member of Knesset, Gila Gamliel, who's Minister for Senior Citizens. It'd be funny if it was her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think <laughs> and she was. was she, she that was, would be very funny. <laughs> uh, also, Rabbi Fass had a great, uh, a great part. There was a uh, youngster who um, made a list before he left of the things he wanted to do, uh, and he writes down like his wish list. And Rabbi Fass did the best to accommodate him. I'll quickly read you that list if we have a sure. minute. Yeah, why not? Uh, he says, the, the first 20 things I'm going to do when I get to Israel. Pick my bedroom. Go to the pet store and get a pet. <laughs> Name the pet. Go to the hotel. Email friends. 
go through the house, play with a pet, <laughs> visit his friend Shimmy, go to an underwater aquarium, take a nap, get to, the na- get to know the neighborhood, meet the neighbors, go to the shook, play on a trampoline, uh, go to a playground, break down crying my head off, <laughs> watching Jamie Geller movies, trying to make friends, and we're getting to the best part, see if they have a book of Percy Jackson I'm up to in English, and get a lot of ice cream. So Rabbi Fass knew about this ahead of time, and he called this boy up to the uh, to the podium, and he gave him a copy of the Percy Jackson book that he's up to in English. Oh, is that cool? And the same one in Hebrew. And he gave him a, uh, and Rabbi Fass called it his Oprah moment. He gave him a gift certificate for 500 shekel for ice cream, which he said should probably last him one day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he didn't bring him a pet, but he gave him a gift certificate to a pet store so he can buy the pet. Very nice. And, and then he also said, we'll have to talk about the order when he got to the part about visiting the hotel number five <laughs> down the list. <laughs> uh, and then he, Rabbi Fass called a number of children who had... Um, and teenagers who had come to, uh, who had made Aliyah last year, so they were celebrating their first anniversary. Right. And he had them come up and give out uh, candies to all the 95 children that boarded, that, that came this year. Nice. And it, it seems like a big trend now that people are looking to their Aliyah anniversary. Uh, this, I believe, is... Um, uh, Nefesh Benefesh's 13th anniversary. Yeah, I think the Rambam did that. <laughs> we have a precedent in the <laughs> <Yeah>. Jewish history. <laughs> and one, one thing that was interesting... Uh, but, I think uh, Avraham Avinu may have done that also. Right, maybe. <laughs> uh, all the, anniver- uh, all the uh, um, uh, people, the, the, uh, uh, the officials that were there, uh, Dove Lipman was there, former right. member of Knesset. So I see him there on the, uh, in the crowd waiting to greet the buses. So I send him a text. I said, how does it feel to be there? And, and then, of course, it's surreal because I'm watching him, and he's looking out of his phone, <laughs> texting me back. <laughs> so I, I told him, I said, I'm watching you, Matis, and me, so we had a good laugh out Matis of that. interfering with the ceremony. <laughs> okay, and he was in the front row of the... Uh, of the ceremony when they uh, welcomed everyone. But, you know, he said it's great over there and uh, it's just amazing to watch. By the way, my Aliyah list, very similar to that kid's list. I'm sure. Certainly I'm with sure. the ice cream part, I'll tell you yeah. that much. <laughs> sure. 18 but, minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Again, uh, all, all uh, the seriousness, if you will, for people to watch this is awe inspiring. It yeah. really is. Oh, amazing. my gosh. It's amazing. And you never miss it. And, uh, when I deplane as an observer at, in the middle of August, I hope you'll be watching. Oh, I'll by text, the way, you didn't text you. Ha- you didn't happen to see Onina Siegel, did you? She was there celebrating. She went to the airport to uh, with the folks from uh, NCSY's uh, uh, Give program, and they actually went to the airport to greet the Olim as they landed. Uh, I did not see her, and uh, was I wouldn't recognize. Was her, there any mention? I did not see her. Was there any mention of the group right there? Uh, no, they were not. <laughs> they did not mention NCSY. They mentioned a couple of other large groups. All right. Uh, oh, you mean uh, groups who came to... Yeah, who came to greet, greet everybody. Yeah. Uh, no, not that I caught. Hmm. Um, they didn't mention that. And, uh, yep, again, there was another 221 people there joining the uh, tens of thousands. I think it's up to 40, 45,000 that are going to be yeah, at the rest- end of the summer. Yeah, it's amazing. 2,000 for this year, and they're saying that the... Nevis Benefish number will get to forty-five thousand. That's uh, it's amazing. Which means, God. which means, in two years we should be at least, uh, maybe even sooner, we should be at fifty thousand, which is going to be a massive celebration. Wow! And the next uh, flight, are you, are you going to uh, be there as uh, a um, an observer? Yeah, 
We're landing with the plane. I mean, we're flying with them. So no, no chance you're going to be making all the out then, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't say no chance. I still have a month, but that's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> you know, crazier things have happened in a month. Yeah. We know that. I wonder what is the fastest aliyah with Nefesh because they, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't encourage people to wake up Monday and say they're moving Thursday. So. I, I think you discussed that once with Rabbi Fast uh, yeah. on the air. I think there was a quick month-long... Uh, yeah. It's doable these days. You, you can always go back and forth and finish things up, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was uh, really nice, and we wish Mazal Tov to everybody, and as I said, Baruch Hashem, and... Uh, you know, starting their new life in Israel, it's, it's really great. It's so funny. Matzis has watched so many of these, he feels like he actually lives there and he's welcoming everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> uh, one of these days. Yes, Bezrat Hashem. Thank you, Matzis. You're welcome. Have a great day. There he is, the great Matzis wine guest. Nobody can report about the Nefesh Benefesh ceremonies like he can. Amazing. All right, the Brooklyn Cyclones have Jewish Heritage Day, August 2nd. Everyone's encouraged to go to their website and participate and have some fun with a great day that they have planned, uh, a 1 o'clock game, plus, of course, all the uh, kids' stuff, including running the bases after the game. Thank you, Brooklyn Cyclones, for your generosity. They have uh, two family four-packs of tickets to give away this morning on this truly Ticket Tuesday. We're at 201-209-9368. 201-209-9368. Caller 5 and caller 10. You are entitled to those tickets from the Brooklyn Cyclones. We thank them. We thank you. Good luck from JM in the AM. Sit in the morning sun. Look at what has been done. A spinning wheel in my hands. Too late when we see the evil plans. I inspect all who look strange. Is that man tired or is he deranged? Travelers rely on me to get from point A to B. This is my home. This is my motherland. This is a place where I want to be. A home no one can take away from me. This is my home. This is my motherland. This is a land of trees paved with gold. This is a land of which my father told.
Boy, there are a lot of people out there who want Brooklyn Cyclones tickets. Congratulations to Sandy in Highland Park and Yosef in Brooklyn. Each picked up a family four-pack of tickets for August 2nd, Jewish Heritage Day at uh, MCU Park in Brooklyn. Uh, for these Cyclones, we will try to give out some more tickets on Thursday here at JMDM. Tomorrow, of course, will be our recorded program from our visit to Camp Hask later today. And then Thursday, we'll continue the discussion about this Iran deal and everything else that's happening out there. The rally is a week from tomorrow, 42nd Street, Times Square, New York City. The Stop Iran rally, 5.30 p.m. a week from tomorrow. Try your best to uh, be there. Uh, many sponsoring organizations, some incredible guest speakers. Try your best to be there. Hey, a birthday wish. I'm told we have a birthday wish. Uh, where is listeners Cena's announcement? A big happy birthday shout out to Russia Leia Gifter of Staten Island celebrating birthday number nine. Lasha Lou. We can't believe you're such a big girl. We love you tons. Hope you had a great day. And Mazel Tov to Rasha Leia's big sister, Hannah Miriam Gifter, celebrating number 17 tomorrow. Hannah Miri. Is that Hannah? Yeah, Hannah Miri. How on earth are you 17 already? Do you have your own car keys yet? <laughs> Listener Cena is getting very creative. We're so proud of all your accomplishments. Love you to the moon and back. Hope you had a spectacular, hope you have a spectacular day. Thank you both for all the nachas. That comes from Bubby and Zadie, Florida. We know them, of course, as Ira and Cena down in the Miami area. All right, JM and the AM, uh, we'll start wrapping things up here with the Maccabees. <laughs> Been a lot of places I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon Ooh, well I know, I know, I know, I know So I'll be rising Back home No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same job No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same job Don't forget where you belong It's hard to commit to it. You say that it's hard standing still. Don't you know that I spend all my nights counting backwards the days till I'm home? No, you're not alone. I'm gonna make this place. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. 
Someone comments on our app, but that's a song from the Maccabees I was playing as the Olimdi planed in Israel. How amazing is that? want to remind everybody our listen line is open all day long for you to tune in by telephone to our programming, 605-562-4400, Um Wrapping things up with the brand new single, a cappella style by Ophi Nat at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a great Tuesday. We're on our way to uh, Camp Hask in Parksville, New York. You'll hear that show tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. Thursday back here in the studio at JMNAM. Tune in all day long to our amazing stream, three weeks format, uh, jmnam.org, and enjoy. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Until tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.